0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1 800 951 0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a hump day. Weekdays, 9 a.m. here in Arizona, delivering economics with attitude and the news to disturb the comfortable. Well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. It's as easy as giving us a call at one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The lovely Wendy's here to take your phone call, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com, where it's as easy as point and click, where we offer so many different types of products. As far as gold, silver, the ability to roll over an IRA into gold, the ability to join what we call the Patriot Preferred Metals Program, check it out. It's great information. And then there's the news, article after article, of why you should keep an eye on what everybody else is, well, what our Fed is thinking we should be doing with our money. And the guy who holds them all accountable, the man behind the show, he's the CEO he is the leader of the Patriot Trading Group. Joe Jake on a hump day. How are you, man? Hey, happy
1: Wednesday.
0: Yes, it is a Wednesday. You
1: know, I I don't know. I know as I was going into work this morning, we have a new swimming pool. In the, we in do. The yeah. What it's are you talking the I-17. about? The i seventeen.
0: The i seventeen. The swimming <laughs> pool today. And, I, and,
1: you know, I I feel bad. You know, we were one of those. It never rains. I shouldn't say never. We don't get a lot of rain, but when it does rain, what we Absolutely, positively cannot handle is any
0: volume of rain in a short period. Let me tell you, those of us that are on social media like Facebook and Twitter, you know what those outside of Arizona can't handle? Us posting a picture of rainfall. We We think it's the biggest deal in the world. And I got friends from Oregon, Idaho, Utah that goes, seriously, dude, it's just rain. And they just don't understand how thirsty our little piece of the earth here is for rain. And when we get micro-bursted on and lakes develop on highways and flooding happens, I mean, it's like the Old West watching some of these floods coming through. They shut down a
1: major artery of this town because it had filled up with water in both directions right during rush hour. And the only people that were upset about it, were the people that actually had to use that artery to get home? And of course, they're right? upset Everybody about it. Everybody else in the valley was like, Woohoo
0: our good pal Ramon here, the producer of the show, it took him two hours due to the rain to get home because all the people from Chicago, all the people from those." Cold weather areas where it actually rains—they know how to drive in it. Us Arizona people, what are we doing? What are we doing? I can't drive when it's sunny out. And Ramon was stuck behind them all. Who knows? Maybe Ramon was causing all that traffic delay. I don't know if it was driving necessarily. If I had like a paddle or something, yeah, it might have been. It was that bad, huh? I'm so glad. Floating the way home. City commute
1: so anyway it was a it was a glorious day yesterday as the the skies poured the water down into the valley of the sun and uh well at least for those of us that have to use the i-17 sorry about that but uh not that upset about it so today anyway it it looks uh a, a little better but it has cooled off just a tad and we'll take that very well we have uh it's jobs week. It's the first week of the month, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's all about jobs. And today, the ADP, they were up first. They come out the first Wednesday of every month, and it was a whole hummer. Uh, last month, June was one hundred seventy-six thousand jobs. July, one hundred seventy-nine thousand. All of them, and I don't know. I have to. It's too much research that I don't want to do, but all of them, and I, and I, at least in recent memory, I don't remember this ever happening, where every one of the jobs came from business services, which uh, mostly correlates to minimum wage or close to minimum wage part-time.
0: Well, what's interesting is here we're getting the jobs report, and the one thing I've been keeping track of, and they stay at the top of my head, top of mind here, with the layoffs that happened in July. You know, uh, B of A laying off 2,500, General Mills laying off 1,400, Comerica Bank another 1,400. So, you know, where did that even out? You know, I know there's a disparaging number there that you can sit there and say this many jobs was made, but how many were laid off? I don't see them reporting that, man.
1: (laughs) Well, tomorrow we will get the number of people that had to file an unemployment claim for the very first time. And that number has been floating around the 250,000, 250, 260,000 a week. So, you know, you look at a, a million a million people a week file for unemploy, uh, unemployment benefits for the first time during a, a month. And, and, and a million is probably the low side. He uh, called the high side 1.2, so split the difference. About 1.1 1. 1 million people a month what,
0: what is the, have I, to
1: get an unemployment check I for have the a first question. time.
0: I know that you know the answer to this because I heard you and Todd, our buddy Todd, who runs the staffing agency right down the street from us. Kendrick, Todd, there's a new uh, law coming into effect that if you hire an employee, this employee has a minimum salary that you have to have. My question on that is what is that minimum salary and when does it really take effect? Do you oh, know you're or you're t-
1: talking about the... Who's a manager and who isn't a manager? That's
0: right. That's what it is. And the salaries—like, if you bring anybody on in a management capacity, they have to make a minimum of forty-seven thousand dollars a year. I believe is the number.
1: Uh, something around that forty-plus-thousand number. But the yeah, there's a new law that takes effect that really affects the the you know. And I, I think about it when I first became. A store manager, and I say an assistant store manager. I made thirty thousand dollars, which at the time was a lot of money. But I worked like eighty hours a week. We'll talk about that next. Patriot hey, Radio I'm News our Double is the love. Happy Wednesday! Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Whether you're buying, selling, trading, whatever you need to do, we're here for you. Rolling over an IRA, signing up for our Preferred Metals program, just all kinds of options available to you. If you hate the telephone, you can go out to allamericangold.com, click the Order Now button, and place an order without ever having to speak to any of us. Uh, but right before the break, you know, we we're just talking about another one of these great government regulations that came down. And a buddy of ours who runs a staffing firm, you know, he's got a lot more employees than I do. And, and, I think
0: he's got 11 employees. Yeah,
1: 11 or 12 employees, and he's growing. And I and I think he's, you know, his plan is hopefully to get up to 15 or 20. Uh, because let's face it, the part-time economy is good business for staffing agencies. And I know that that law affected him.
0: Oh, it absolutely has affected him. Be- because
1: now he, you know, a lot of the, you know, you pay a base plus commission, and and I don't know what the the whole thing was, but yeah, needless to say, now the government mandates if you are going to be a manager of some sort, a, a non hourly employee.
0: I I think they call that an exempt employee on salary.
1: And and the the. Uh, that person has to make X amount of dollars, and if they don't make X amount, you have to make them hourly. And I know all the, like the fast food places, places where, you know, you have the the glorified title of assistant manager, which really means, hey, you're like a regular employee, but you're gonna work sixty hours a week, and and uh, we'll call you manager, and and of course the the pay net. out uh, yes, you make more than a part-time hourly person, but if you actually did your pay by the hour, you know, you're getting like five bucks an hour. You know, those are the ones that uh, were affected by that. But yeah, ADP came out today. You know, we'll call it inline. It wasn't a great report. It wasn't, you know, 30,000. And at the same time, the first time, I, at least in recent memory that I can recall, all the jobs created, every one of them, was from the service uh, sector, which really correlates, like I said, to those part-time and those lower-wage jobs. Good-producing uh, jobs were down. Manufacturing jobs were down. Stuff where you know that that would cause you to say, "Hey, maybe growth's back, rising again." Uh, weren't there? Those were negative numbers. And the other thing is, I went back and I went because you know usually June and July are good months for hiring. And, and I guess that goes handled. and people are vacationing and stuff like that, you know, you have the, the summer jobs for the high school kids, and, and you have the resorts all in full swing. But did you know this, that June and July both, 176, 179, the lowest numbers in five years
0: for those two months? It doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise you that those numbers are lower?
1: No, but it's just another one of those. You know what? It actually, when you look at, I guess, no, like. No, wouldn't
0: you call those transition months You know, in employment?
1: I don't know how to to, to, to look at it. Like I said, what, what the data points tell me is usually June and July are good jobs months. And these were the lowest June, July, the lowest summer of job creation since 2011. You know, so he, he just another one of those things that, you know, leaves you scratching your head when you talk about, like, the Dow, of course, it's not now. The Dow has been down for seven straight days. It's not at all-time highs, but it was near it.
0: Curious question here. I'm just, where all our jobs get shipped off to other countries, I'd like to see what those jobs reports in Mexico, in in Europe, in Canada. You know what I'm saying? I'm just wondering, are their numbers spiking in that area? You know, that's a great question. Because I, in India, I know their call center numbers are through the roof. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I'm just telling I gotta you. I
1: got to tune into a different jobs number. I ain't going to get the the jobs numbers from Mexico. I don't even know. I wonder if they, I'm sure they do. do. they
0: provide that? I don't know.
1: Now you got to be curious. I'm going to have to look. Uh, how about this today? And this is just another, you know what? Bill Gross was on CNBC uh, this morning talking about Gold specifically saying, here, you know, this is a guy, he manages billions of dollars. I don't like stocks. I don't like bonds. If you've got money, put it into tangible things. And, of course, he mentioned gold. Uh, Bank of America Merrill Lynch now says gold. I don't know. I think they're reiterating their gold call 1500 by the end of the year from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. On uh, the Wall Street Journal today, America's biggest company, these are, well, I guess they are the biggest, publicly traded, logged a fourth straight quarter of shrinking profits. So we've had a, 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 essentially a year now of declining profits for Wall Street. Tepid sales weakness from energy companies, lower business investments, more than offset any consumer strength. And by the way, you know what, I haven't talked about this number a lot, but the U.S. consumer spending number, which has been a, a pretty solid number all year, the biggest piece of that number, the increase in that number, health care. And I'm not talking about paying for your doctor's business. I'm talking about your insurance premium. Your monthly insurance premium uh, is most of the, quote-unquote, consumer strength. That goes hand-in-hand. You know, Wall Street Journal has it here this morning. Aetna backing off plans to expand its, uh, its insurance business in the Affordable Care Act. And it said that not only is Aetna who was going to increase business. They now say they've lost over $300 million in the Affordable Care Act last year. They said they've scrapped all plans to increase any business and are now considering leaving the exchange altogether. I wonder what kind of price hike that would be.
0: I read uh, online, man. People people have uh, posted stories to simply start off with is the end of Obamacare in front of us. And I just wonder, how do you get out of Obamacare? Say Donald Trump does win. Fingers crossed. But say he does win. Can can we exit Obamacare? Is, that, uh, is it doable? I mean, what do we do we, now? You know, here's
1: the thing. Here's the funny thing. Of course we could. Could we undo all of these horrible trade agreements? Of course we could. Could we get rid of all of the bad government regulation that has been put in front of us since the turn of the millennial? Of course we could. Could we have ended the too-big-to-fail banks by breaking them up like we should? Of course we could. Are we going to? Not a chance. Not a chance. I don't care who wins. Not a chance. And the reason is simple. Because most of our elected officials are bought off. Bought and paid for. Bought and paid for. I mean, when you really, if, when people really understand how legislation gets done, it's not like John McCain is sitting down at his computer and typing up legislation. It's not like, you know, uh, who are Paul Ryan for lack of a better name, just pick one of your congressmen, uh, your people in your House of Representatives, is sitting there writing legislation. Or one of their underlings is writing the legislation. The vast majority of legislation is written by big business itself, by the lobbyists. You know, when you sit there and you think about, you know what, I watch,
0: Deadliest Catch. I know, uh, you love that show. I, I don't think I've ever seen one episode, but I've seen the commercial.
1: You know, and I, and I love to watch it, and the skipper on the Northwestern had a heart attack on the show. He did not die. And the uh, his brother was talking about high blood pressure because he had high blood pressure. and, and, and uh, You know, it's genetic. And, of course, most people... With, whether it's high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, right? That's the number one... Am- oh, it, it's it's genetic.
0: It's not all the cheese and
1: meat that
0: right. he puts well, in his body every day?
1: And, and and the realities are that's what they want you to think. Yet if you went back 100 years ago, nobody died of high blood pressure.
0: Isn't that right? funny? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? I mean, just it just didn't happen. Of course, what's changed? Well, I don't know. We've put all the food, uh, all our food is additives and chemicals and all this stuff put on it. And, you know, you leave out a McDonald's happy uh, Happy Meal on the street, not even the bugs will eat it. Right? But it's genetic. You know, and this is just what they want you to believe. And you sit there and you start thinking about all of the things that, like Wall Street. I just read to the Wall Street Journal. Listen, earnings growth keeps declining quarter after quarter after quarter. How can Wall Street be higher today than it was a year ago if profits continue to fall? How can the Federal Reserve talk about raising interest rates if American American companies, not only are profits falling, revenues falling? Right revenue for those of you who don't know that's sales, and so when you start looking at everything, it's no wonder why all of these people are 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 warning about what is really going to happen, and and uh, you know Bill Gross just being the, the the latest in talking about what it is that really is happening out there, and this is the hard part because all of the central banks. What are what are they trying to do? They're trying to offset bad sales, bad profits by what? By lowering rates to zero, below zero, and trying to give the illusion of prosperity, but even that's not helping now. Because really what we're I guess we should probably discuss this. What's the purpose of raising interest rates. The purpose of lowering rates was to pull growth forward. In other words, and this is how the central bankers think, now the model is broken. If we took interest rates from, say, 6%, and we lowered them to 4%, that would motivate businesses to borrow money, because hey they say, I could borrow money cheaper. That would motivate people to buy homes, right? Because I could buy a home and save some money on the interest. And then, of course, going the other way, they would raise rates to cool off investment making it more expensive for you to borrow. But now we've been here in this new, new world where interest rates are zero or below zero. In our case, we got a quarter of a percent. And yet, there's no more growth. All the growth that was pushed forwards already been pushed. So how are you going to get more growth? And this is really the conundrum that these central bankers have put themselves in, right? They want they want to have better growth so they can raise rates. But the better growth's not there. So now what do they do? I'm going to tell you what Bill Gross thinks you should do because of this problem when we get back. Welcome back, Pedro Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 0592. And I guess we're, we're talk about Bill Gross's letter today. And then, of course, he was on. Uh, the idiot box as well. And before I read you his statement, you know I guess you got to look at what's next, right? And I guess you only really have a few choices. One, then and you need to decide what camp you're in. The economy is getting better, and three percent GDP growth just right around the corner that that's that's option number 1 right the economy's getting better 3% gdp growth just around the corner option number 2 we continue in this uh, i guess lousy recovery I, I I don't know what to call it Where we're not in a recession, but we're not really going anywhere. How about uh, we're running really hard just to stay in place? And that's option number two. Option number three, we're running really hard, but we're going backwards if you're in category number one, then, you know, you can make the argument, hey, gold looks, looks uh, expensive here. That would mean, hey, the feds are going to be hiking rates, you know, twice this year and four times next year and blah, 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 right? And the 179,000 jobs created by next July, it's going to be 300,000. If you're in camp number two, then gold looks pretty attractive here, because that's probably more of the what? Uh, The rate hikes are still on the table. (laughs) You keep you're still peddling that. They're still out there. (laughs) I mean, the cat is uh, laying on top of it right now, but it's there. It's on the table somewhere. It's on the counter. It's in the junk drawer, you know, where you put your 401k statement? That's where it's at. Don't look at that. Just put it in the drawer. Or option number three, which, by the way, that's where I'm at. and I'll, And the reason I'm there is pretty simple, which means we're trying really hard. I mean, we've done everything but throw the kitchen sink at this thing, right? We took interest rates down to nothing. We bailed out the banks. We had quantitative easing, one, two, three, Operation Twist, Twist again. We've run budget deficits. Matter of fact, the best budget deficit we've ran in the last eight years was still $420 billion. I mean, we've done pretty much everything. And all the data points except for one, and really the only one is the unemployment rate, all say things are slowing down. And really, you go back to 2013. 2014 was the best year since the recession and the recovery, okay? So we went into this recession in 08. Miraculously, the shortest, re- I mean, oh, we were out of it by the end of 09, according to them, which is nonsense. But nonetheless, take their word for it. 2010, 2011 were still pretty crummy, right? 2012 and 2013 were just better than crummy. 2014 was actually a fairly decent year, because really, that was the year a lot of numbers were better. GDP was better, jobs were better, and the real numbers, I mean, they were better. 2015 was worse than 2014. 2016, much worse than 2015, which was worse than 2014. See, we're getting back into crummy again. But the difference is we're already starting at this super low level. And so now you're left with with, what Bill Gross thinks. I don't like Bond. Of course, this guy was known, matter of fact, for most of my career, this guy was known as the world's Bond king. That was his... Moniker the Bond King. He worked at Pimco, the largest bond fund in the world. Uh, He's now over at Janus. I don't like bonds. I don't like most stocks. I don't like private equity. Real assets such as land, gold, and tangible plant and equipment at a discount are the favored asset categories. And then he went on to tell you why. When does our credit-based financial system sputter and break down? Okay, Because this is the world that we live in. Most of you probably aren't even aware of it we live in a credit based system and by credit we debt and the only way for that to work is you have to have growth because as the the economy grows now a econ- the economy grows by what most people say the economy grows by spending right when you When you spend your paycheck, that's the economic growth. Yes, a little bit, but not really. The real growth is growth in debt. I bought a car. Because you know one buys a car. I mean, some people do. But most people, when they buy a car, what do they do?
0: They uh, make monthly payments and get 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 an interest rate. Right, they get a
1: loan. You bought a house, you get a loan. You bought a building you got a loan, right? And you start thinking about uh, the hotel that was being built on the 101 that burnt to the ground yesterday, right? Someone got a loan to build it. And and that is what really drives this credit-based economy. So when does that go off the rails? when the growth stops. But not for the reason most people think. Well, most people say, oh, well, negative economic growth equals a recession. goes a little deeper than that. We're going to talk about that with Bill Gross next. Yeah. Pigeon Radio News 800 951 I don't know how good of a job I'm going to do. But I'm going to try to explain something that most people think is very, very complicated and make it very, very simple for everybody to understand. And this is really the problem the world is facing. So when you when you really look at what they really consider growth to be, it's growth and debt. Now you start to think about all the deregulation that they were able to get through in the 80s and early 90s that led to these super mega banks that we have now. See, there used to be laws in place that didn't allow for that kind of stuff because that was part of the problem what happened with the Great Depression. But, you know, the reason why they argued that we didn't need any anymore is they had these great new tools. They always like to refer to the tools that they have i don't understand that but what they had was securitization and you look at what they did is they said hey listen yet yeah, you know what we found out that it's risky to hold the debt of and we'll use uh, commercial debt as an example a very specific shopping mall. In other words, I don't own the debt on the Fashion Square Mall. I own the debt on the Metro Center Mall. And Metro Center is one of the dead malls here in Arizona. That doesn't work out real well. But if we chop all of the debt up, And we sprinkle in, you get some Metro Center debt, you get some Fashion Square debt, you get some superstition debt, you get debt from the malls in New York, in Seattle, in San Francisco, in Colorado, in Nebraska, and you throw it all in there. It's much, much safer. And everybody out there including Alan Greenspan and Hank Paulson. You know, you got to remember some of these guys. Alan Greenspan, former Fed governor. Hank Paulson, the former treas- head of the Treasury. Of course, Paulson ran Goldman Sachs for a long time. And we created these derivatives. And when these got created, none of these people ever believed debt rates would go to zero. Much less negative. No one ever in the right mind thought interest rates would not only would they go to zero, but they'd stay there for seven years. They never thought about that. And now there's this seven hundred trillion dollars of these derivatives and the balance sheets, the dark pools of these banks. No one really knows what's in them, but yet there they are. And now the problem is if the debt isn't growing, because that's how they make their money, the financial system grows, and actually starts shrinking Then, what happened to all of these derivatives that are sitting on the balance sheets of these banks? Because now, all of a sudden, all of those things that should have been returning 6, 7, 8, 9% are starting to lose money. Now, which bank wants to loan out, and, you know, let's just think of something small. A new home. The average price of a new home is $300,000. What bank wants to loan $300,000 for 30 years and only make 3% on it? Now imagine that bank doesn't make three percent, only makes two percent or one percent. And now a normal default rate, just a normal default rate, erases all of the profit that they had. Because let's face it, we know society tells us, hey, not everybody pays their bill. Not every project built up working out. I think of the project. What was that project at the Cardinal Stadium with the hockey team? That didn't work very really well for Glendale. And uh, where the ice hockey or,
0: or the um, where the
1: football and the hockey team are? I forget that name. that, did, that went beat broke right. I mean it happens all the time. But with these super low rates. Banks can't make money. Matter of fact, they start losing money, even with just average default rate. Now they start spiking a little higher. Now the banks are going to do what? What would they naturally do? I'm not lending. I'm not lending for that rate. Right? And the economy starts slowing. Even though rates are super low, matter of fact, they're too low this is what Bill Gross kind of was referring to today. He says, when investable assets pose too much risk due to little return, in other words, the risk, we're not making enough money to offset the ones that we know aren't going to make it. Investable assets Pose too much risk. Too risky to loan more people money on cars because they're not making their payments. Too risky to loan, probably the reason why the housing market's really off. Too risky to loan too many people money on houses, especially those grad- bad credit people, because they're not going to pay. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. The smartest guys in the room never envisioned federal funds rates at zero. They never envisioned negative rates. And and I've been telling you all along, this is just the death. They're stuck. They're killing the financial system. They're actually, you know, lowering rates was supposed to spur lending. Now the rates have gotten to the point where they're choking it off because the banks are like, hey, listen, we can't afford any default. Yeah, we're making 3% interest, but if we have normal default rate, that wipes out the interest that we are making. And now we're stuck in this this horrible situation. Which is if they raise rates, they know that they're going to put us into recession. If they don't raise rates, they know we're going to be stuck in this horrible no-growth environment. And the problem is they've already decided. This is the path we're going to take. And this is why I'm in the, you know, I told you about the three camps. I'm in the letter. we're going negative. I believe that within the next two to three years, you could see our ten year note at zero. May even be below zero. Of course, if the ten year note's at zero, that means the one year, the five year, the seven year, they're all negative. And I think we're in this environment where tangible assets like gold, you know, the gold in the mattress, you know, gold doesn't do anything. That's what makes it such a good investment because right now what the central planners are doing with this credit economy is saying, hey, the credit isn't worth holding overnight. The credit is isn't even worth lending. Which is the saying, essentially, hey, the dollar doesn't have value. And matter of fact, we're trying to devalue it so you'll spend it faster. The problem is, they have devalued it so much that now banks don't want to lend it to you. And really, we're... We're stuck in that cycle, and I think this is why you're seeing. And, you know, maybe right after, after the housing collapsed, these guys started saying, finally then, to buy gold. And then, of course, as soon as quantitative easing started, they're like, they're all fixed and no one buy it again. Matter of fact, think about the beginning of this year. Goldman Sachs gold's going to 700. Of course, now they've changed their tune. But the realities are, a lot of these super smart people, when you really look under the hood of the credit system that we live in, things are not well. You know, we've talked about the Italian banks. We've talked about Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank. We've talked about the Japanese bank. We talked about how J.P. Morgan says, hey, listen, we don't want any part of the treasury settlement business anymore. All of these are huge signs to you that things have gone horribly wrong. Make sure you're prepared. Call us, 800-951-0592. We'll talk again tomorrow, everyone. Take care. Have a great day.